All right. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the WBRX Wake Up Call, 8.30 a.m. Wake Up Call. And, um, you know, for Sean and I, it's, it's really, we just, you know, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to come on these calls and have you guys tune in. We really do appreciate your time. And um, we know that everyone's busy. You've got stuff going on in life and things of that nature. And, you know, these calls, you know, I've had a lot of questions about these calls because they're starting, you know, people starting to pay attention. And, you know, are they, are they calls that are kind of designated for new people? Well, we've had new people that have jumped on these calls, and every single time they have, they seem to, you know, have a very positive response. We get into a lot of information, and some of it, yes, is based upon our experiences and what we've gone through. You know, we all talk to people about anything that we're trying to, you know, give them good advice on or share information that in many cases is based upon our own experience and other times it's just based upon principles and ideas that um, you know that are steadfast that we all can apply to any area of our life and our business and you know so, so they're not they're not scripted um, you know I sometimes take notes when Sean you know is sharing information because I like to reflect back on on that information you know when I'm talking it's it's very much of just what's in my heart and my mind uh, and we all have different approaches but I, I think that you know we we just really like to encourage people uh, and give them you know give them um, to the best that we can an understanding get, you know give them clarity uh, because it, let's just face it we're in a business guys that is counterintuitive that most people do not understand I, I get it you know when I got involved and going back on my experience again, you know, I, I, I want to tell you, I was a guy that, you know, ran a health club and a physical therapy practice. And, you know, I, I had some, you know, celebrities, executives. And, and at that time in my life as a younger man, um, you know, I, I guess there was a certain part of me that was buying my own press, if, if you want to refer to it as that, a little bit driven, um, you know, by ego. Um, so, I was not going to get involved in knocking on people's doors and talking to my friends and family. It was all very much beneath me. That was my issue. It wasn't so much that I believed or didn't believe in the business model. It was that I didn't know anything about the business model. I, I didn't understand it. I just thought it was, you know, one of those pyramid things. I mean, my, my mind was as convoluted as a lot of people's minds are about the industry. And it wasn't until I started becoming educated about the size of the industry, the fact that there were publicly traded companies, the fact that it was a, just a, a different form of distribution. It was a solid business model that economic forecasters and many other people across the, the globe were really touting the, the value of it. And, and I didn't get it. Like, I just didn't get it. So you have to realize that I, I personally, and I know Sean does this too, and you, many of you do it, are doing it now is that I have to go back to where I was at that early stage. And frankly, even after I got involved in the business in the early stages, I just did not have a strong belief. I had a hope. I was like, you know, oh, my gosh, I got this check. I hope it clears. I was hoping that the idea of geometric progression actually was real. I was hoping that, uh, the, you know, the company would actually grow and that I would be able to, as they call, you know, rise with the tide with, you know, as, as all boats tend to rise. I was hoping for the momentum and the growth. I was hoping for all those things, but I was not necessarily yet the cause and the catalyst of it. 
Okay, that, that did not happen for me probably until after my first year in the business part-time, just kind of doing what a lot of people sometimes do is they get involved, they follow instructions. I was really, what my strength was, is I was just a good promoter and inviter. I, I was never the guy that was sharing the information from the front of the room. Okay, I was just bringing carloads full of people because I believed in my heart and my mind I was watching people, and there were some people that were really, you know, very effective at presenting. You know, they probably weren't as effective as, as Sean or, or even some of you, but they were very effective, and, and I realized that it, was a, it was, really was a numbers game. And so what happened to me early in my journey is I started to realize it's not about what else, you know, what, what decision anybody else made that I introduced to the business. It was about a collective total of people that I was going to bring in. And I, somewhere along the line, after about my first year, what happened for me was I said, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to run out of people. I, I mean, every one of you on this line right now are here today. Not, I, if I look right now, I don't think that a single person here is here uh, because of, of anybody that we personally knew prior to this, except for Al Cheek. Uh, who's on the line, and I'm just looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Nope. I would say that we have a full load of people here this morning on the call. To my knowledge, Sean did not know any of you, and I did not know any of you with the exception of Al Cheek on the line here today. Yet many of you are very responsible for working together with us to build a massive business. And, and if you understand this business within the context of what I'm sharing with you, you realize that you're never going to run out of people. So I'll just take Olga, for example. Olga uh, has on the call here this morning, Patty, who's frontline to her. But if you take a look at Olga, she happens to fall within Gail's organization. Well, if you take a look at Gail, Gail has Melissa frontline. So what, what, the, what, what, we, what we start to realize as you're building this is that your contact or your sphere of influence does not go away because if you're Gail and we're working together with Melissa, I'm working with her, Sean's working with her, Gail's working with her, Melissa has a huge sphere of influence that when utilized correctly could produce massive results, massive results. I'm going to use Olga as an example who's in her organization, okay? Olga, to her credit, has been one of those people that has been very active at going out and doing what's required to build the business. And then she brings into the business Patty, Patty Pressure. Well, hey, listen, Patty has a sphere of influence, and Patty is also been in, in sales professionally for about 37 years and let me just tell you, that sphere of influence is huge. But better yet, what about the sphere of influence who Patty has? Well, we're talking now. We're moving into uh, the dynamic of, of talks to, you know, together with a gentleman who oversees all of the 700-plus um, locations of, of LA Fitness. Well, all this happens now. What, what did – what did Gail necessarily have to do with that? Well, Gail's always supportive, but I would just say that Gail stands to be the beneficiary 
of that that takes place within her organization because of the fact that she's genealogically upline. And, and you start to realize the impact that people make in your business that totally, I mean, I'll just, you know, I've said over and over the story of Sean, right? I mean, Sean was probably about six or seven people genealogically removed from frontline to the company. So, so Sean ends up going out and building a massive organization and his, you know, the person who sponsored him earned over $400,000 just, just from Sean alone. I mean, I, in, in my experience, in, in my journey, I got involved in the business. The person who sponsored me uh, earned, I, you know, we earned in 1099 income about 6.2, but my sponsor earned about 3.1. And then the person genealogically above Greg Chudikoff was uh, Deborah LeBron. And Deborah LeBron earned about 1, 1.1, 1.2, and she only sponsored one person, and that was Greg Chudikoff. And Greg Chudikoff earned that 3.1 just off of me, from me down. And then the person above Deborah LeBron was, uh, was John Engel, who was a dentist, and he earned about four or $500,000. And so I'm sharing these examples from an economic perspective only to give you an understanding that, that this business is a massive business. It truthfully is a massive business. And as we see, if, if, you know, sometimes you say, well, how can you know? You just never know. That, you know entrepreneurship it, the very nature of being a serial entrepreneur, which is what I refer to myself, my kids are like, you know, they're going to school and they're getting an education and they're looking at, you know, I believe it's always a good idea to go out and work and, and do something before you maybe venture off into becoming your own business owner. I, I, I did not do that personally. I, you know, I, I mean, my, my work career uh, stemmed from, you know, driving limousines and working for, you know, working as, a, as an assistant baseball coach for, for a very short time before venturing off into owning my own business as a personal trainer. Everybody has a story. Everybody's got a story. And I, and I just uh, celebrate every story because I think that they're so amazing. And, and every entrepreneur, in my experience, looks for that special run in their life that can literally have a, an outcome and a change, not just on their lives, but on many people's lives around them. And the reason that we're so uh, bought into the business model that we have is it's extremely difficult to go out and to build a organization and, and people with, I mean, in any other traditional business that does what this business does. Because I, you know, I was, you know, thinking back, Karen and I were having a conversation about, you know, the, the parallels, you know, the, the comparisons between this journey uh, and the journey that we had in a previous company, right? Where we started that company from scratch and we went out and, and we, you know, we had people earning millions of dollars and, you know, it was, you know, just a great journey. We were looking at the magazines and all the places that we went, you know, we were, you know, taking trips uh, all over the world, right? You know, and we're going to do that, we're going to do that here and then some, but, but every, every journey is unique and different. Every group of people that are building that business is unique and different. And if you look at our organization today, it is a real true reflection of the industry as a whole because here we have a strong group of women that are really, you know, just kicking some butt and taking some names at an early stage in their career. No, not necessarily at this stage because they're presenting the business or not necessarily at this stage because they're taking on the responsibility of, of holding their own meetings. Not yet. But here's the thing that we observed in our previous campaign, and I believe without a doubt will happen here. 
sometimes you find yourself riding two horses. You're doing, many of you are doing, you know, working in title companies, you're, you know, selling real estate, you're, you know, medical device sales uh, people. There's a number of things that you're doing that are actively promoting the growth of your, you know, you, you're not just doing, uh, you know, WBRX. You're not just, that is not your sole means of, of, of revenue, which we understand. But what happens, okay, just to let you know, is, is once you have a person that starts to generate between fifteen dollars to $20,000 a month consistently, then that becomes the shining example that everybody else sees and then they tend to believe, right? Maybe, maybe we just, you know, most people are from Missouri, right? They, <laughs> they have to see it to believe it. And I get that. And it's not common that, that people exist on the premise of, you know, having vision. We know that entrepreneurs tend to have vision. And we know that people always talk about, man, you got to really believe. And, you know, it, it, that's very easy to say. And it's also easy to hear, but not so easy to do. And we know that. Um, so we come along having had an experience. It's been a very positive experience, an outcome that literally reformed and changed our lives. And so we know it's real, but the only way that we can, um, you know, let other people see that transparency is just to continue to do what we know is necessary to build the business. And I have to tell, you know, I just go back to Olga as an example. To her credit, what Olga, often I'm getting a lot of questions. What did, well, what did she do? Well, she didn't ask. Olga just focused in on what she, what she needed to do. She wasn't asking, you know, I mean, we're always open to, you know, ideas, believe me, but she wasn't trying to make us better. She tried to make herself better. I watched, I've, I've observed it. I've literally watched her go through the journey at this stage. I've known Olga now for probably about six months, okay? And it's very, very similar to the journey I've seen other very successful people make, not because they're making us better as a company. They are. But what she's doing is focusing in on her role, and she's in the people business. Now, by the way, do, do we have uh, things that we need to become better at? Oh, my gosh. There's no doubt about it. We, I mean, we're, we're good, but we can become a lot better. And we try to surround ourselves corporately with people that will help us become better, right? And, and, that, and that's, a, that's a, a very – I recommend that anybody does it. You know, make sure – if you're trying to build something successful, that you're not the smartest person in the room, right? Surround yourself with a group of people that are smarter than yourself, and you'll find yourself progressively getting a lot better results, you know, to that extent. Which, you know, it's just something that we say symbolically. But, but here's the thing. She just kept working on herself, and she kept working on – and she would get sometimes frustrated because people would say that they wouldn't show – they were going to show up, and they wouldn't show up. She would get frustrated because people would show up, get excited, start waving the flag of, I'm going to get involved with PPC and then not do it. And she, got in, she was watching this all process take place. But she, you know, to her credit, what she did is she just kept going. She just kept going. She didn't stop. She just kept making those appointments, getting us in front of people. And now we have about six months later, uh, last month, you know, it, it, you know, Olga's already done <clears throat> well in excess of the volume necessary to go to San Dustin uh, with us on this trip. But what Olga also has done, <clears throat> as she has said, <clears throat> look, 
<clears throat> last month, I did 30000 in personal group volume. Wonder if I can do more this month. And she's got a gentleman that we're meeting with today that has the capability and has had all, let's just say he's asked all the buying questions. Well, the, all those buying questions are indicative of someone that will yet start as people. See, now she's gone from 30000 last month to 60000 this month. Potentially, we don't have that yet, but it's there. And it creates that excitement, enthusiasm, and it increases what? Her belief. And, and then at the same time, she's got Patty, who just got involved, PPC. I mean, that's constantly, we're, we're moving forward there. And here's the better part of it. Patty additionally has an even bigger fish. She's got a whale out there. So you see the progression. But we all started back with, you know, Joseph that brought in Olga, and Olga went through her journey, her seasons of frustration, but she didn't quit. And now as a result of that, potentially, her organization this month will do, you know, somewhere between $120,000 and $180,000 of business. Now just think about that for a second. Let me ask you all a question, and let's just put it in the context of traditional business terms. Tell me what other business that you know of. I'd like to know. Feel free to text me, email me, anything that you want, and tell me what business that you know of where you can start a company and within six months find yourself doing close to a couple hundred thousand dollars of business in a month. In a month. And, 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 and find yourself in the, I mean, where you start knocking out volumes of 30, 60, 120, 180, <clears throat> and economically start generating 10, 15, 20, 30, 40,000 dollars of revenue because of what you're doing. I, I don't I can tell you from my personal experience, I'm still out there every day, and I always pay attention, I'm listening, I'm looking around at you know what, you know, what people are doing, you know, just to become aware as, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. But I have to tell you guys, this business that we're in, as my friend Paul Z. Pilzer, who refers to it, he says, Barry, you know, it, it just had an opportunity to connect with him. He had been out of town running around. He said, look, what's going on right now? You know, we have all of these people that have gravitated over to Uber, Airbnb. There's a lot of entrepreneurial opportunities. But he said the reality is, is those people are just still trading time for money. They're still doing that. He said the reality is, is if you look out there at the landscape, people don't recognize that it is not about a product or service as much as they think it is. They think that's what it is. It's really about learning the skill of learning new things and teaching people new things. He said, let me ask you a question. What other group of people, what other organization, what other industry do you know of that's out there growing and building and, and duplicating and, and creating billions of dollars of revenue on the basis of people getting involved and having to learn new things and then teach people new things? Well, listen, he's right. I mean, it's called intellectual distribution. Now, people refer to it as multi-level marketing, network marketing. We all understand that, but let's just call it what it is. Every one of you that are, in, that are on this call right now, listening to me, you know, share information for, you know, for about 30 minutes here this morning. I promise you that all of us on this phone, including starting with myself, every day we're truthfully learning new things. And we're learning about people 
We're learning about ourselves, and we're encouraging and supporting and building and developing something of value that is even bigger than money. I was sitting last night, you know, yesterday was my oldest daughter's 22nd birthday. We went out to dinner, and she was there, um, you know, together, you know, her boyfriend was there with her and my, all my kids. And I was looking around, the, I was just looking around the table because I've got a lot, and I've got seven, I've got seven people in my, in my immediate family, right? And, um, you know, it's a blessing. I, I mean, I can't even begin to tell you how blessed I am to be in that circumstance by itself, to have relationship with my wife now that, you know, for, you know, now, you know, for a long time, I mean, 20, 23 years is a, is an accomplishment. And, um, you know, to have my kids healthy and happy and excited about life, looking around at, at the future. And, and, and that by itself has so much value to me. And they all are so inquisitive and so excited about what we're doing in this space of building and developing an organization uh, you know, of really learning new things and teaching people new things and knowing that there'll be a slew of new products. There'll be a slew of potentially new services. There'll be a potential of new people that we still don't yet know. All of you on the phone right now, I promise you, you're going to have the opportunity to build an organization of people. Just like we're sharing, we're talking with you. We, we never knew you except through this business. And now we've got these amazing relationships with you. You know, we can be transparent and honest with you. You can be transparent and honest with us. We can help you grow and develop something of consequence for your family. And you, you create as much value back to us. You know, when I was going back in my previous journey, we were looking at the magazines and, uh, you know, Kara said, man, what an, ex what an amazing experience it is to be involved in a business and you're partnering with people and just giving them an opportunity. And they're giving us an opportunity to go out and, and generate, uh, you know, significant income and wealth and travel the world and experience things on a whole different level. What an amazing experience. Well, again, where did I start? I started thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to do the wave and rub each other's shoulders. And I don't care how much money. I was so removed from reality. And I understand very much when people get involved in this business, guys, they bring with them, as I have, some baggage. Sometimes it's all about the next, they, they predicate the entire value of their opportunity on maybe the first person that they're going to sponsor. It's normal. I did the same thing. They don't yet see the totality and the value of a business that creates financial independence and wealth until it starts to happen. You know, and I get it. I mean, I, I, I so giggled to myself. You know, Patty was telling me, you know, well, hey, I'm just going to keep it, you know. And she's, she's really right. I mean, she's going to keep her emotions reserved to make sure that she gets excited when it starts to happen. And I, and I completely understand that and agree with that. But I will share a secret with all of you. When the emotion and the value of your business starts to become immense in, in size prior to the result, you now are tapped into the energy and the excitement and the enthusiasm of what attracts big, big fish. Now, I share that with you because I know without, without a doubt um, well, I should say this. I believe without a doubt what's getting ready to take place within our organization. And you can write it down if you want on the day that I said it, which is now uh, you know, July 19th. Here's the thing, guys. What we're getting ready to, um, what we're getting ready, to, what we as an organization and you and us and all, everyone, what we're getting ready to move into is a new phase of growth within our company. When you have an organization that goes out and starts doing three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 of organizational volume monthly, 
you're just around the corner from doing a million a month. Now, I vividly remember this in our previous journey, and so I have a little bit of, of, of an advantage because I can lean back on that. I can so vividly remember what the organization looked like at a million a month. I can remember how many employees we had. I can remember the attitude and the mentality in the field. I can remember the exuberance and the growth. I can remember all those things. But I want to tell you, it was not easy to get to that point. But once we got over the hump and we started to experience that dynamic and we started to see the growth, we started to add new products and add new people and the, the organization got bigger. And then, and then through that time, we had one of our people that was a, you know, it was a key, uh, role, key role in, in our organization. He brought, you know, he brought on a, a relationship with NASA. Now, it didn't happen right away. We started our company in 2000. We didn't consummate a deal with NASA until midway through 2005. We started this organization. Truth, truth be known, this year will be our second anniversary of being a fully launched company. So you have to realize that as we look out into the future, we see the opportunities that are coming that are so much bigger than anything we've experienced in our previous campaign and by far and away anything bigger than we've experienced here. We're building it with a phenomenal team of people. You have on the phone right now myself, uh, you have you know, Alan Sheik and Sean Baker, and the rest of the group of people on the phone this morning happens to be strong, uh, strong women that realize that they have a unique opportunity to go out and build something of consequence. And when we start getting that growth and the people that start attending these calls and it starts to expand and grow, guys, you can't stop it. You just can't stop it. There'll be calls like this taking place throughout the week. You'll be having team calls with your organization separate from our corporate calls. And then you'll see a totally different dynamic take place because let me just tell you something. I don't know exactly how things are going to play out. Only God knows. And I don't, I don't pretend for one second to have a crystal ball. But I will tell you this. There are a few people that are already starting to knock on the door with me and Sean and others to find out what are these people actually doing every day to build a business. And I just refer back to a six-step program. If you ask Olga, she'll tell you she's the first one to order more samples. She's the first one to get samples in people's hands. She now believes that that's effective. Hey, if you want to sample people a little bit of this, a little bit of that, I, that, that's up to you. I'm just saying that giving free samples away encourages interest in the business because they experience the product. We believe we have fantastic product, and it's only going to get better. But here's the key to Olga. Olga is not worried about, I mean, have there been times where she said to me, man, Barry, you talk too long, or has she, you know, probably complained to Sean about me, about Barry with this? I don't know, but that's normal. But the primary focus, and I'm just showing, I'm just sharing this as an example, by the way, the primary focus that she's had has been how she can grow her, how she can have a goal and reach out and accomplish that goal. And I got to tell you, the beneficiaries of that are all the people genealogically upline, most of them not on this call, right? Most of them are not even on this call. She's got Gail on the call. Well, Joseph's not here right now. He's busy, but he's still a beneficiary, I promise you. And you've got people genealogically above him. They're not on this call, but it doesn't slow her down. She's focused on from her down what she can do. How can I help Patty accomplish her goal? How can I help Heather accomplish her goal? How can I help this potential new PPC with Danny Fosey accomplish his goal? So the more she develops her and she gets involved in those lanes of helping other people, 
man, Katie barred the door. It's over. So I made myself a promise this morning, guys. I want to leave enough time and enough room for my partner, Sean Baker. Um, you know, guys, I have to tell you, you know, and this is just, I have a chance to reflect just like you guys do. I'm so thankful for my relationship with him. You know, people often ask me, you know, look, tell me, I've got a gentleman who I just worked with for, you know, 20 years and earned millions of dollars with in our previous campaign asked me, hey, tell me about the relationship with Sean. And I probably didn't shut up for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, just talk straight because, you know, it's not every day that you run into people that are committed and have the, the skill set and the talent and, and the application of what's required to build a business. And, you know, my relationship with Sean, it, 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 you know, I, I love him as a brother in Christ. I know he's a family man. I know that he cares intimately about the success of the people around him and his word. Th those are not common things that you find every day in people. And uh, I'm just, you know, thrilled and excited and, and really, you know, feel honored to have, uh, to have him working together, you know, and, and be partnering with him. He and I, guys, we're equal partners in this journey. Uh, you know, I don't work for Sean. Sean doesn't work for me. We each have a role, and, um, you know, we try to complement each other the best way we can, and I, I just, I just love, uh, love the opportunity to work with him. So, brother, I'm going to bring you on uh, and give you plenty of time. Appreciate you so much, and I'm going to turn the call over to you. Hey, man, great job. Thanks, Barry, and, and thank you for all the words of encouragement. And, and, and ditto. I, it's funny because, you know, we, you guys may or may not know, but we got on the phone last week with Barry's old partner, uh, you know, an old mentor, a friend, a mentor, a uh, an upline sponsor when Barry was a distributor. So these are two guys who've known each other a long time, made a lot of money together, traveled the world together. You know, and it's funny because that was a season and that was a journey in Barry's life. And then I was blessed and fortunate enough to, to get a call and be reconnected to Barry. And, and now I get to be his partner. And he was, you know, Barry's always been a mentor to me and a, and a, a good friend, a good business friend, a good business coach. And, and now we're, you know, like you just said, like now we're partners. And it's just neat because I never would have suspected that when I got involved back in 2002 to just make a couple of, you know, five, six, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, whatever the journey had for me. You know, and like, like Barry mentioned, I was skeptically optimistic. I thought, well, you know, guys, this is how bad it was, if I'm being honest in the beginning. Well, if I don't lose my money, that'll be cool, right? I mean, how's that for a goal? How is that for something to strive for. Well, if I don't lose my money, I guess that'll be cool. And then, of course, when I didn't and I made money, I was like, wow, that, that was good. Maybe I could do it again. And, and, then, and then the journey ensued, right? And so I just tell all you guys that because, you know, Barry just mentioned that Grace's 22nd birthday was yesterday, and she's a beautiful young woman. So his entire family's just just beautiful inside and out. I mean, they raised their kids very well. He and Kara are both loving parents. They're, you know, the discipline when they need to, lots of love, you know, when, when that's appropriate. And give them direction and guidance. And, and most importantly, I think they, that, that he and Kara both try to set a great example as role models, both, you know, physically. Uh, Barry's at the gym five, six days a week. You know, he's, he's sneaking up on his late 50s, and I say that with my tongue in my cheek. But, you know, he's sneaking up there, but, but I don't want to work out with the guy. He's a machine. But he does that because it's good for his body, his temple, if you will. Uh, Al Cheek got on the call early this morning and First thing he said was, I've gotten up, I've had my breakfast, I've done my workout, and I've got all prayed up. That's what Al always says. I'm all prayed up. I'm ready for the day. And those are actions. Those are disciplines. Those are uh, attributes, if you will. And so I always watch Barry set a good example for his children. I watch him set a good example for his wife with his, with his own health. And now, at last, at last Barry told me, I assume it's probably still true, but he told me just a couple of weeks ago, he goes, man, I'm having to really up my game. 
the, the Kara has started doing Pilates, and now she's a you know she's a machine. Well, that's good. You know, that's setting an example. And I'm not, this is not me taking a a knock at anybody that could shed you know their COVID twenty. Right? I mean, I, I've I've had my ups and downs with weight, and I've had my ups and downs with reflux, and I've had my ups and downs. So I'm not in any way calling anybody out. I'm simply saying we're in the wellness business, right? And 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 we should be walking and talking. And, and we should be setting the example. Well, I look at Barry and I look at Kara and the example that they're setting for their children. Well, their children are all very athletic. They're all fit as a fiddle, you know, and they're all aspiring to do the things that are, you know, applicable for their lives right now. His son, Cameron, is in basketball camps, and baseball camps, football camps. I mean, the kid is a, is, a, is a, again, he's a duplication of the two parents that are raising him. He is striving to be the best he can be. And same with all the girls. I won't go through the the entire tribe, because Barry's got a bunch of them, but the point is, is the apple really doesn't fall far from the tree, and it's because he's setting an example for them that they're that they're beginning to really thrive in their own individual and in their own independent lives. Well, I say all of that, that very personal moment about Barry and his beautiful family, because the parallel, you know, it's a metaphor for this business. You know, Olga is a great example. Barry's talked a lot about her today, but I'll I'll, I'll jump on real quick while the water's warm and say that, you know, has Olga done everything right from the beginning? Probably not. I can't honestly put my finger on any one thing that I'd be like, oh, well, it's a miracle Olga survived that tragedy. There isn't a tragedy. There isn't a thing. But did she say every right thing to every single prospect? I I don't know, but probably not because we're not perfect. No one is. But what did she do? She kept talking to people. She kept getting better. She does receive constructive criticism very well. Olga and I have both given each other constructive criticism, and I'm honored that she's, A, willing to give it to make me better, and, B, that she's willing to take it to make herself better. You know, the, the, the Bible, I'm not trying to get all preachy. People certainly believe whatever they believe, but the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Well, you know, it doesn't say pillow, pillows sharpen pillows, like soft and cuddly and everything's always just peachy and roses. It says iron. Well, iron is a hard, rigid, I mean, to, to sharpen iron, you really have to grind on it. You know, you have to apply pressure and force, and it takes, it takes a major effort to sharpen iron. But once you get it sharp, guess what? It'll cut through anything. It stays sharp a long time. And, and so when you've got people like Olga that are willing to walk the walk, they're willing to set a good example, they're willing to come to meetings, they're willing to get there on time or they're willing to pitch in and bring lunch or, you know, wait down in the lobby to, to, to escort guests up to the 18th floor. You know, humble themselves, sit in the beginning, you know, in the front of Perry's restaurant because we're in the far back room and someone needs to be there with a smiling face. Well, is that probably beneath Olga? Yeah, it probably is. But is it? No, because someone has to do it because you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So, you know, to Barry and I, uh, rearrange the room if we get there and we don't like the way it's set up, you're darn right we do. Have we actually been at the Zaza on Saturday morning at 8 o'clock redoing the whole room set for, you know, 60 people because we're going to have 80 people? Or when it's set for 100 but we're going to only have 60? Yeah, Barry and I are there in a suit and tie, coordinating with the staff, moving chairs, moving tables, doing whatever has to be done to make it a productive event that day. And those are the people, the Olgas, the Sarahs, the Jens, the Gales. And I don't want to leave anybody out, but I'm just thinking of people that come to my mind. You know, 
just got back from Fort Worth. Who coordinated the restaurant? Jen did. Who coordinated the menu? Jen did. Who brought the guests? Jen and Sarah brought the guests. You know, like they, they, they're starting to do the things required to be successful with or without Barry and I. And that's when the business, in my opinion, and I know Barry agrees, that's, that's part of the reason. And, and in addition to all the things Barry said, right, it is talking to more people. It's having results. It's someone putting money in their pocket. It's the upline getting paid. It's energy. It's synergy. It's um, drive. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's, you know, what Barry and I've called, you know, this isn't the official marketing term. Barry and I've called it the juice, you know, or mojo. You know, you get your mojo, and all of a sudden it just seems like you almost can't say the wrong thing to the, you know, the, wrong per- the right person. I mean, just, you're just in the group, right? And that often becomes, or is as a result, of people becoming um, self-sufficient. It becomes a result of people who are willing to step up and do the things that they need to do when they see they need to be done without barrier. Right. Now, guys, please don't think this is me taking a Monday morning to say Barry and I are going to do less. We're not. We're consistent. We're going to be at events. We're going to speak. We're going to come out with new products. Barry is a marketing genius. Little things from labels to designing the website. Barry just has a really good eye and a good knack for what the masses, the, you know, the majority of people, would want to see or to hear or to purchase. And so we're not letting off the throttle at all. But what happens is when two or three or four of you guys start taking on that mantle of self-sufficiency and you start hosting meetings or assisting us in these calls or hosting the Zoom calls, it's just the little things, guys. I mean, I remember in my own journey, be a very, and I thought he was going to do it today, and Barry, if you, want to, if you want to hop back on at any point, by all means, feel free. I'd love to have some stories this morning. But I remember Barry would, would call on me, not ever with consistency. Like I always, he always had me in a place where I needed to be prepared, but I didn't know if I was going to play in the game or not. Right? So I'd be ready. I'd wear my good tie, and I'd, I'd say, okay, tonight, you know, Barry's going to ask me to do a testimony. I'm going to be ready. And he wouldn't. And that was okay because he would ask, you know, Dr. Manuel or he'd ask an athlete or he'd ask someone. Usually Barry's very good at asking the person who had the biggest check last month, you know, to speak up and to talk about that because it's very effective, right? It's very inspiring to other people in the business when someone like Olga says, well, I've been in the business six months. I was really reticent when I got involved. I'm a busy single mom. But gosh, six months later, I've made X and I don't know the number. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, uh, I don't want to uh, have the words slip my tongue, uh, embellish, but 20 grand or 40 grand, whatever Olga's number is, it's not a small number, by the way, with a, considering she has a full-time job and this is a, a part-time gig for her. But she'll, you know, by the end of this next pay period, she'll have made 30 grand or 40 grand or whatever the number is. And for her to be able to say, well, gosh, I got involved six months ago. I was a little bit hesitant, but I, I knew Joe and I knew Gail and there were people I believed in. There were people I trust. I met Barry and Sean. I tried the product. And, and you know, in Olga's case is an example. I'll tell you, if you ever spend any you know, time with Olga, she hasn't had the best results with all of the products. I know she's got some that she really likes. I know that she's got some that, she, that just aren't her favorite. But she hasn't gotten hung up on the little things. I mean, I'll tell you, when Barry and I had, had 28 or 30 SKUs in the supplement world, I really was a product of the product. I probably took 10 or 12 different products every single day. The Head Start Energy Drink, the Energy Tablet, the Sleep Tablet, you know, the Men's Health, you know, the multivitamins, 
the things that were applicable. Did I take children's shovels or did I take women's isotherapy for hormone replacement or did I use the, the skincare cosmeceuticals? I probably should have, but I didn't. You know, so I didn't use every skew. Guys, that's not what we're saying. We're saying find your groove, find your authentic story, your authentic voice. Because I'll tell you right now, every single one of you on this call have a unique voice. You have a unique story. You have a unique situation that other people want to hear. And when you go out and you have success in this business, especially when it's on a spare time or part-time basis, people want to know. They want to hear. They want to understand. They want to identify. And so when Barry would ask me to do a testimony, I didn't even know. I was just excited because I had never done any public speaking. And the first time I did it, it was so bad that I'm one of those people, I couldn't wait to be called on again because I couldn't leave the audience with that taste in their mouth. I'm not the kind that if I suck at something, I don't want to do it again. I'm like, oh, God, I, I spoke, and it was awful. Please don't ever call on me again, Barry, because I just – that was traumatic. I can't do it. No, I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, my God, that was awful. I wanted to say this, and I wanted to say that. And, and, and man, I, I forgot to, to make this point. You know, Barry, call on me again, man. Call on me. I'm going to do better next time. Well, guys, what eventually happened, and I don't know, it might have been – Barry can tell you, and it won't hurt my feelings, but it might have been the fifth time I did a testimony or the tenth time. Or, guys, let's be honest, it might have been the 50th time that I did a testimony, a little two-minute little testimony. But what happened was I continued to talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. I continued to invite people to presentations. Barry, when it was appropriate, would allow me to do my testimony, and I would speak. And then eventually he said, hey, I want you to do the six-step marketing program. By 15, 20-minute training in front of 40 or 50 people, you're ready. And the first time I did it, it was not, probably not very good. And the second time, it was a little better, in the 10th, and the 20th, and the 50th. And then I started doing a different presentation. And then I learned the top plan. Well, guys, I'm not saying this because of, of me, me, me. What I'm saying is I became, if you know anything about military strategy, and I don't want to bore you, but they look for what are called footholds, right? If they're going to invade or defend, as the case may be, a country, they look to make strong footholds at strategic positions. Well, our business, without boring you with military strategy, to some degree, our business is no different. Why do we have any presence right now in Fort Worth, Dallas-Fort Worth? Why? Because we have a person named Jennifer Renell that is in that marketplace, and she is, you know, while being a single mom, while having a life and having things go on, she is the foothold, <coughs> to use a military term, she is the foothold in that market. If there were no Jen Rennell today, we're absent of another leader in that market today. Now, does that mean there's not another leader coming? Does that mean there's not someone that Jen or that organization is going to bring on that's the next Barry Koshu? God, I hope so. Does that mean someone's going to come on and start to have success, the success that Olga has had here in the last really 90 days? I mean, six months, but really the, the, the hard, heavy hits have started coming in the last 90 days. You know, God, we hope so. But right now, Jen is the reason. Jen is the foothold that makes that market have a lifeblood. Sarah in Belton, right? In Houston, we're pretty fortunate because we've got a number. You get Barry, got myself, but then a separate and apart from us entirely, if we had to be out of town. Look at the lineage of people. You got Olga, you got Gail, you got Joseph, you got other leaders in the market that, in the event they had to, could get up and, and do the deal, right? And then, of course, you got Sarah that's kind of, you know, she came all the way up to Dallas Fort Worth, brought a prospect, and she was supportive. 
You'll notice that prior to Sarah's involvement on the corporate team, Sarah was always at the Houston events. Those are the people that, that commit first and the results follow. And I, and I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir, so please know that if you're on this call, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you are the reason that we're starting to have distraction, we're starting to have this success, and that we're able to expand and flourish into other markets because leadership is starting to emerge and to arise and to evolve where, where Barry and I can be comfortable being out of one market and attending to another because the show will go on due to you leaders. So in part, this is a thank you. This is a little bit of just my version, as Barry is sharing with you this morning, of expanding the vision. I remember, I remember getting involved as Joe Blow distributor, just, just take people to the meeting and basically keep your mouth shut, to then eventually helping with the meeting. When I say helping, guys, it wasn't always the microphone. There were times it was like, hey, you know, and I'm not kidding. Hey, the bathrooms need some attention. Somebody made a mess, and we don't want that for our guests. Okay, I got it. Or, hey, we ran out of Head Start, which was our energy drink, and someone needs to make another pitcher. No problem. I got it. Hey, can you stay after the meeting and clean up? Can you, can you put the chairs away? Got it. You know, so helping wasn't always speaking, but sometimes it was speaking. Sometimes it was doing a three-way call. Sometimes it was setting up the room. Sometimes it was tearing down the room. Sometimes it was – I'm not kidding. There was a time that uh, a, a distributor – from kind of my neck of the woods, I mean, 15 minutes close to me, but an hour from the presentation we were doing, there was a time that the distributor had to leave on an emergency, and I had to drive their prospect home. And I didn't even know the person. I knew him after an hour right home, you know, but, but I didn't even know him. So those are the things that, that require or sometimes are required to, to just be helpful, but those aren't necessarily the things that are going to um, – close deals, and, and, and help you get business, what is going to do that is you continuing to evolve as a leader, continuing to bring people to a meeting, continuing to share the right information, share the product, and then ultimately lead them to a decision to make it, you know, lead them to the position to make a decision. Because, guys, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you when the business changed for me, and Barry can agree or he can disagree. You know, it, 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 this, is just, this is just the world according to Sean. When I started letting people know that I was in the business of facilitating information and collecting decisions, I won't say my business got better, but I will say it got faster. And it, but what I mean by faster is instead of the process taking three months with a, pro, a, a prospect, I cut it down to three weeks because I would let them know, hey, I want you to attend this meeting. I want you to meet this amazing guy named Barry Koshu. I want you to listen to an hour's worth of information. I want you to try some free products. I want you to kick the tires and do your own version of due diligence, whatever that means to you. And then I want to be adults, and I want to collect the decision. I want to get you enough information so that you can put yourself in a position to say yes, and that you want to start a business, and how, or that you want to say no. And either way, when you look back in 12 months, I want it to be the best decision you ever made. I want you to be excited that you got involved 12 months after you got involved, or I want you to look back in 12 months and say, hey, it wasn't the right time in my life. I'm glad I didn't get involved then. Maybe I'll get involved now or maybe never. But I, my goal is to collect your decision after you've done your due diligence. And I let them know that pretty early in the phase. And when I did that, when I started letting folks know that there was going to come a decision point then when it came to that point, or when I felt like it was getting close, I could share that with them. I could say, hey, Barry, listen, 
you came to the Thursday presentation, you heard the business opportunity, you met with the doctor, you've tried the product, hell, you've even bought two of the products. Guys, by the way, please, I did not plan on talking about this today, but I want to pause for the cause here, and I want to tell you, it is easier to sponsor someone into the business after they have bought products from you. And let me tell you why. I did not think this was an industry secret, but it's not something we talk about a lot, so maybe it's that, it's that secret that everybody knows. Maybe, maybe not. <clears throat> but when someone tries your product and then they spend $100 on that product with you, cash, credit card, website, check, even exchange, by the way. Hey, give me a bottle of sleep and I'll take you to dinner. Whatever. If you get them from sample to product, let me tell you what happens, okay? If you're in a position to write this down, seriously stop and write this down. When they buy product from you, it makes the business real because a transaction took place, they made a purchase, they subconsciously will believe that other people will buy the product from them. So if they buy from you, other people will buy from them. It becomes a subconscious chain of events. I bought from Gail, Joe will buy from me. So when they're buying a PPC order, as an example, and I only use that one because it's the biggest. It would apply to manager, it would apply to executive, but if they just bought a PPC order, $60,000 of retail product, and our average retail cost is 100 bucks, well, the average PPC order is about roughly 600 individual units of product. If they've never purchased a product from you, Trust me, subconsciously, they question, they worry, will someone buy a bottle from me? But when they buy a bottle or bottles, two or three or four, I like, I like future prospects who are already three and $400 a month customers for me because it makes the math easier. If, if I have a customer, just as an example, and I'm just I'm punching up my calculator as I'm talking to you guys, if I have someone that's evaluating the business at PPC, okay, they're about to buy 600 bottles. But on an average monthly basis, they are already buying, say, four bottles from me, for them and their family, right? So they're a $400 a month customer, and they're looking at becoming a PPC member. All I have to do is look them dead in the eyes. I don't have to sell them. I don't have to make it pretty. I don't have to wear my good tie. But I can look somebody, just like Danny is an example, I can look Danny right in the eyes, and if Danny's a $400 a month customer to me, when he says, man, I really want to start at PPC, but that seems like a lot of product. Now all I have to do is, is talk math with Danny. Danny, you've been a $400 a month customer for me for the last 90 days. We only need to go out in the next 6 to 12 months and get 150 customers and you'll be out of product. Well, 150 times 400 is $60,000. And that's not sponsoring anybody, by the way. And so what happens is it starts to make this, this concept, right? Barry is the best at sharing and casting vision. And he's great at taking a vision and backing it into a, a business plan. I mean, a real viable business plan. But I promise you one thing that Barry will always agree with me on, I'll scream this from the mountaintops and know that he's right behind me, is the retail play is one of the most powerful keys to having a future successful sponsoree 
and distributor in the business because in the event they, for whatever reason, don't go out and sponsor people in their first, you know, 20, 30, or 40 days, but they're getting retail customers, they won't lose faith that that sponsoree is coming. But, but on, the, on the converse, and I'll conclude with this, and I'll kick it back to Barry and let him close this up today if he's got time, but, but on the converse, if you have someone that comes in the business for $3,000, $60,000, and they've got a great prospect, let's just say they have a great prospect, and let's just say fast forward that that prospect does ultimately get involved, but let's just say it's a 90-day sales cycle. So I sponsor Susie today. Susie comes in at 15000 We start with her first prospect, who, again, crystal ball, we don't know this yet, but 90 days from now, the prospect we're having lunch with right now is going to get involved, but it's going to take 90 days. What do you think that my distributor's emotional state is like from day one when they wrote their check and got their product to day 90 when they sponsor their first person if nothing else is going on in that 90 days, it really starts to mess with your head. But if you're retailing product, 100 bucks here, 300 bucks there, boom, sponsored somebody, it keeps fuel in your tank. Is it a full tank all the time? No, I'm not saying that, guys. But, but, but sponsoring somebody, if your gas tank is running around on fumes or on low and you and you sponsor somebody, it fills your tank. You, 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 you have your, your faith and your vision are renewed. You got walking around money. Every time you sponsor somebody, everyone just is, is on, a, on a little bit of a high. Let's be honest. But in lieu of sponsoring somebody every day, right, the way that you can put those $5 bills and $10 bills in your gas tank, while it's not going to fill your tank up, it's going to keep you motoring around town, fives and tens and twenties, is that retail profit, that retail product. And so I would just tell you, and I'm telling you this is a complete, like, like Barry's probably got his phone muted. He's laughing at me right now because it's taken me 20 years, really, to realize the value of a single retail transaction. I'm talking about the immeasurable, emotional, spiritual, and mental uh, ammunition that it gives you every time you retail a product. So trust me, guys, if you're bringing on directors, you know, regional directors, national marketing directors, and PPCs, and you want to make your job and your life a little easier, somewhere in that process, make sure you sample that person. Make sure they buy products from you. Even if it's an exchange for service, uh, you get a free meal out of it, make sure they are on product because when they go to, to write that check and they go to order that 60000 or that 30000 that 15000 most people pause and say, okay, I'm about to buy this. I can move this, right? I can get rid of this, right? But when they're already a customer, they don't have the same question, the same, the same confliction in their body. They know what they know, which is they personally spend their money, they personally have received the benefit of the product, and they believe others will do the same. If they're not, a, a, if they tried samples but never made a purchase and now they're just going to make a big order, are they going to eat some of their own product? Yes, but mentally, it's different. It's just a different transaction than when they actually purchased it for their own consumption prior to making their order to start a business. So anyway, I could go on and on, guys. That's my firm belief. I've seen it happen both ways. I've seen it not happen that way and create challenges. I've seen it happen that way 
when, when those people became the most successful distributors. So with that, Barry, I appreciate all your encouragement. I appreciate all your hard work. My God, if you, if you, when I think you can't work any harder, man, you just somehow continue to turn up the dial. So I appreciate that. Looking forward to this meeting today with Danny. I know we've got a big week, and I know we're building into Belton, guys, J, uh, July 29th out in Belton. For those of you that can go and support that event, please coordinate with Sarah, because I know I think, I think the room's already getting pretty full, uh, but I know we'd love to have the support and the, and the uh, encouragement of, of, of anyone that's able to make that. And, of course, Barry and I will be there. We're both looking forward to it. So with that, Barry, happy Monday, and I'll kick it back over to you, buddy. Thank you. Hey, Sean, great job. Good, uh, good nuggets, man, to take away. I, I have to tell you, you know, when you start talking about <clears throat> the value of a customer, you know, which is a training that I've re I so vividly remember, we're probably going to have to uh, bring that training back to, to what we're doing today. It really is true, guys. Like, I mean, frankly, every time I look <clears throat> at the daily report through our admin of all the customers buying, that's the biz that is really genuinely the business that allows us to have what we call peaceful money. When your organization is a reflection of just a lot of small transactions, guys, gals, that's a business. That's why we actually, you know, we encourage you to go out and get five customers per company because just imagine how much money you'll be generating <clears throat> and earning as a result of everybody within your organization just going out and having to get the minimum, which is what we base our, our forecast, our business planning on. If everybody in your business was only responsible for customers, how much money you can earn. Well, obviously, it's going to be more than just customers because we are building a network. And this journey of building a network, I mean, we, we believe, and, I, and I'm just going to claim this, uh, and, and I just believe it's going to happen. I believe that we're going to have somewhere in the area of a million distributors in wellness biosciences RX. I believe that. I believe that when, when we continue to grow our business with, um, frankly, just wellness-based consumables that start to advent and grow, uh, you know, people in their organization. I mean, I'm talking about, obviously, CBD, all the compounds needed, to restore the endocannabinoid system. We have regenerative um, supplementation. We have all types of advances made that we know are known compounds that in addition to the cannabinoids really do encourage the growth. But as continued growth goes on out there, guys, let's just face it, the truth is, is that the, the uh, political environment is going to encourage a swift move and change in the cannabis industry. As I understand it, there's a, there is now legislation out there that's going to completely decriminalize anybody that's using cannabis or has used cannabis, and that is a major shift in our country's positioning and law, and it, it's going to lay the groundwork and the stage for the federal government at some point to completely wash away the, the um, Ill illegal all of the things that are legal with respect to using our product. I don't know when that's going to happen, but when it does happen, guys, and your organization has thousands of people using CBD, and we can start integrating microdosing and dosing of various products that give them the full spectrum effect, the entourage effect, it's over. That's the time that we're going to see hundreds of thousands of customers turn into 
millions of customers because of that type of growth. So I just want to encourage you guys, listen, I know we're early. You're part of an organization. You're not, in, you're not on the ground floor. You're in the basement of a company that's going to become a billion-dollar company. We believe that because we have big business people out there that agree integrating CBD into their existing business models is a smart, it, it, it is a productive, it is a, it is a capitalistic move. The people that we're meeting with, for example, underneath Patty, hey, they're not doing this for Patty. They're doing this for themselves and their own company. That's what we call a real business. But as a result of that massive customer growth, lots of opportunity, dropping in new products, massive company, you know, customer growth. So we've said it before. We did $400 million of business, guys, over 12 years. We'll do $400 million annually. You're going to see children and grandchildren becoming millionaires and multimillionaires in what we're doing right now, hide and watch. I just share with people. I tell them the truth. I say, I know that I was called. Sean was called. We have a group of people that were called. We believe in what we're doing, but you haven't seen anything yet. We've just barely gotten started. So, guys, thank you so much for your time on these calls. We do appreciate it. We know that it's a commitment for you, and um, we look forward to all this to come. We'll see you tomorrow at 5 o'clock on our testimonial call. Just want to encourage as much participation in that so we can let people hear the good news. All right, guys, talk to you soon. God bless.